You can't pronounce me. Why don't we? Go to the Patreon. Why don't we jump to the Patreon real quick? Let's speak of the words you can't pronounce. Come on, let's get. Come on, this. hit them Patreons. Who we got? First up, we have Zizwe Tikiguka. All right, and we got Paul Brown. Wait, we have. We got an accent on it too. I was like, he said, he sounded like goddamn Pepe Le Pew. Can we? Can we finish doing what we're doing? I'm sorry, sir. Next, we have Gary Lee, and then we got Tiona Ancrum. And we have David David. And we got Smith Amelie. Then we have Don Deering. All right. That's All right, it. Patreons. Thank y'all no so doubt, much. You no know doubt. What I'm Did you, know you what say David David? David David. David that's David. David. Yeah, right. yep. I don't know what the fuck, but that's the David David. David. So we're going to have a good show tonight. Yeah. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It's good to be back in the seat. You know what I'm saying? We're going to talk about Glad the issues. Back, it's been a while. I know, man. You miss me? Nah. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about police issues, of course, because there's always a lot of those going on. They be always fucking up. Yeah, that's right. So not only what the police are doing to us, but what the, the police are doing to, the to each other. You know what I'm saying? And trying to cry that foul game of like, you know, nobody loves us. Fuck y'all. But we're going to talk about that, too. That's right. And we're going to have a whole bunch of other things to talk about when we get back on Renegade Culture and our musical guest. Okay, we got a musical guest. That's right. We got my man Question. Yeah. This brother Question, man, we ain't gonna tell you about him just yet. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna let you uh, 
dig in and see what the fuck's going on. That's man, right. Question. Question's a real dope artist and shit, but uh, you know, we're gonna see what's going on. True that, true. We're gonna be back on Minigay Culture. Right. Bam. I, I, I don't wanna give because I'm learning. Let me find out. Cornell West related to uh Miss Cleo. He just came in and <laughs> took my whole question. I was just about to ask you, say, hey, what are you? I'm like, got got my headphones tapped. What's going on, Dr. Cornell West? <laughs> Renegade culture, we back, you know what I'm saying? Okay, we yeah. are back. Renegade culture. I just want to say um shout out to Tamir Rice today. He'd have been 19 years old. That's right. You know what I'm right. saying? Um, when we see in this podcast, he'd have been 19 years old, uh, 12 year old who was murdered mm -hmm. blatantly in the streets by the fucking police. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Out in, uh, was that Cleveland, Ohio? Cleveland, Ohio, that's right. Uh, a pig named Lehman, or Loman, mm -hmm. or whatever, who mm -hmm. was fired from another uh, jurisdiction, as we mentioned on previous segments, um, and rehired, I think, 30 days later yeah, with the Cleveland yeah. Police Department. Um, we're looking forward to having his mother, Samaria Rice, on. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to her because of the fact that we know that um, recently, She's been going through it with uh, Sean King. That's right. She just brought something up talking about how he tried to expose mm -hmm. the fact that they had some conversation and somehow right. that was supposed to make her feel better. And she's still on it like, nah, dude, you raising money in my child's name, claiming you gave me money, and then you raised more money mm. and, and didn't give nothing out. So you basically making dollars, getting a bag off of my name, off of my child's name, and I'm out here fighting for justice. You know, I want to say something about that because of the fact that I think that one thing that... Uh, People aren't looking at because of the fact that I see people choosing sides on mm -hmm. social media They're like, well, she should do this and, you know, that brother doing this. And listen, fuck all that. What I need you all to do, those of you who are parents, I need you to think for a second. Just stop the whole fucking car. And I want you to think for a second about the fact that this is a child that was, that a mother lost. You understand what I'm saying? It's not just some abstract shit. Mm -hmm. Because the fact that it's easy for us to talk about, oh, that's a shame, and this happened, and you know, justice for this one. Put yourself in the shoes. Look at your baby. And imagine your 12-year-old, you allow him to go outside, and a motherfucker roll up and just gun him down in cold blood. Mm -hmm. You understand mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And then you fast forward and you have these ambulance chasers. These folks who come under the guise of assisting the community and assisting the families, they come along and they make profit. Mm. They make profit. They prey on these folks like vultures. Now, am I saying that's what Sean King is do doing? Probably. So my shit is this right here. The ambulance chases cease and desist. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And do not think for one moment that these parents are out here alone because of the fact that I know that some of you think that you can write people off by saying, well, you know, uh, uh, they're just angry and they, they shouldn't mm -hmm. do that and it's not right to, you yeah. know, that, bro, fuck all that. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you don't get permission from the family to push their shit, you don't have a right to. Yeah, particularly yeah. around raising money. Particularly around no, especially something like around raising money. money and that means that you're speaking on behalf of the parent, at least you acting like you're speaking on behalf of the parent mm -hmm. or the child and the parent may be struggling to try to get some other stuff done. And so, you know, I'm not one of those folks who believe like, you know, the movement is gonna be led by the victims of police brutality. No, but obviously when it's somebody's child, right. they're gonna have a say in that case and how, how that, that child is portrayed, uh, particularly again, when folks are raising money for it and she feels like they are doing that in a way that props themselves up and doesn't do anything for her or for the community. And she. You know, she was sort of, a, in some ways, like long suffering and wasn't speaking out. It didn't seem like she was speaking out in the way that she did several months ago now after the Grammys. 
but now she's on full blast and she's trying to protect her son's legacy. Um, and again, as Kalanji mentioned, today is, gonna, is his birthday, would have been his birthday. And so this is a mother who's speaking from her heart. And again, this, you know, hopefully we'll have her on um, in the future to talk about the case and where it's at. Because I know she's trying to get the federal case back open again. Right. So to sort of talk about where it's at and what she wants to have come out of it. And then yeah. the other thing that's happening, right, is, is today when you guys see this, probably Derek Chauvin would have been sentenced. Yeah. So Derek Chauvin, the, the, the pig, you mm. know, I mean, and, and this shit is like just sitting here taping this episode right here. Again, we take the humanity out of this shit. We become so desensitized by these police murders because it, the shit happens all the time. So it's easy for us to just say, oh, man, you heard what happened to such and such. You heard what? By it not being your physical family, by it not being a friend or someone that you actually know, you know what I mean? It, it doesn't, what, what they say, it don't slap. It don't hit hard. It don't hit the same. You know what I'm saying? Because of the fact that, you know, you, 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 you're uncertain about the situation. You know what I mean? So um, this uh, punk motherfucking pig, I said that, uh, Derek Chauvin, you know, um, who had his knee on the neck of George Floyd last year mm -hmm. and who tried to fucking who his defense team tried to criminalize. Mm -hmm. So so to add insult to injury, not only do these motherfuckers kill us, but they make efforts to uh, to to blame us, to blame the victims. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened with Katherine Johnston, the 92 year old who was murdered in her own home less than five miles from where we sit right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? They murdered her, handcuffed her and said that they found drugs in the basement when in fact those bastards planted evidence and, and, and actually went and got some uh, young paid informant to say that he bought drugs from her. Mm -hmm. And then later on, he turns around and say, you know what, when he found out who it was, this is a 92-year-old woman that reminded me of my grandmother. I'm sorry, mm. me being a low scum piece of shit that I am, even I can't even, can't stand even go through with that. No. And imagine what would have happened in this particular case if there was no videotape. Absolutely. Because that's the thing, the only reason that that conviction was had was because there was a videotape of him being on his neck for over nine minutes. That's right. And that's it. Otherwise, he would have made up some story. He would have said he resisted. He would have said that, you know, he, he, he um, uh, uh, calmly put him in the police car. That's right. And then when he got to the precinct, he was knocked out. And that story would have flew, right? Because no one would have been the wiser. And that's the history of policing. It's like, right. you know, these cameras don't mean everything. But what they've done is they've done more to expose what's happening on a day-to-day -day level around this police brutality stuff. And so we actually, you know, but again, I think by the time you guys see this, that, that sentencing would have already happened. And it's hard to predict what will happen with the sentence. But one thing we do know is that there's going to be an appeal. And as we remember back from the trial, the judge, the trial judge who will hear the first appeal, um, was setting it up for a possible overturning of the conviction by saying that outside voices were playing a role in potentially poisoning the jury. So we have to be careful that even though whatever this sentence that's gonna be handed down, um, that you will know again that by the time you see this video, even if that sentence is a long sentence, we don't know if that sentence is gonna stick because there's gonna be appeals after, after the sentencing, which may lead to an overturn and may possibly even lead to a new trial. Hoping I'm wrong, I doubt that he'll get 20 years. Hoping that I'm wrong, you know what I'm saying? So I'm cool with being wrong, mm -hmm. but I doubt highly that he'll get 20 years yeah. because of the fact that even the pigs who murdered Captain Johnson in Atlanta, the one that got the most time was like 11 years or some yeah. shit. The you only thing I mean? that tells me that he might get longer is the sensationalism of the case. Yeah. And so that's the only thing that leads me to believe that there's a possibility until, 
until appeal, that the judge may throw the, uh, the quote unquote, throw the book at him because this has had such a worldwide attention. And remember, this is one of the few times where they've actually sacrificed one of their own, which I mean by that is that the prosecution actually put on a real case, right. brought up the police commissioner um, and other folks to testify that what took place, duh, was against police policy. And so therefore, that sort of a minor crack in the blue wall, as in an actual police commissioner gets up and says that, means that the system was prepared for this person to go down so that they can sort of try to reestablish the police and or the judicial system as being fair and honest and equal and neutral. So as we've seen post this, this killing, this murder of this person, other black folks have been killed and their trials await and other folks have already been um, acquitted and or didn't even get prosecuted after killing young black people on the street. And be clear that that's only because of the climate. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's because of the fact that right now it's the season of rebellion. Right now, you know what I'm saying, you've had so many back-to-back -back murders, you have so many back-to-back -back, uh, assaults on camera by these motherfuckers that they're forced to say, okay, boom. No, we are doing things because of the fact that white folks finally got out in the streets and said Black Lives Matter. And I'm saying that because of the fact that indeed black folks got in the streets, but here where we are in Atlanta, mm -hmm. in places like Buckhead and places like uh, Highland Park and all these other places or whatever, we saw actual white folks on Pont, so on and so forth, uh, in Ackworth, in, in Kennesaw, in Marietta, so on and so forth. Uh, we saw these white folks that actually got out and, and stayed out in the streets for a long while, the churches and all that type of stuff, because of the fact that they saw that, look, this shit is outrageous, and somebody got to, we got to decide what side of the barricades we're going to be on because of the fact that, you know, um, motherfuckers are coming knocking at your door. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now there's still the quote-unquote Karens mm -hmm. and all that type of shit that really don't give a fuck, and we appreciate them because of the fact that we'd rather you be honest with us and say, no, no, nigga, we don't like you. You understand what I'm saying? We're not going to play with That's you. Right. We're not going to act like we like you. Then to parade and make us think that there's some type of hope with that whole Joe Biden type bullshit. Yeah. And now when we come back, we're going to take a quick break. But we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about how that climate seems to be shifting, particularly around liberal Democrats, because of the claim that crime is going up and that this defunding the police slogan is somehow making the cops unable to do their jobs. We're gonna talk more about that when we get back on Renegade Culture. Black out. You know, some of what we're, what I think that we're competing against have been here for, for decades and have, uh, un, they do have unlimited resources. So I, I'm trying to, to you know, uh, be patient uh, and appreciate the slow build. Here Dr. High off his own supply. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I wanted to hear the L, man. Yeah. When I'm alone in my room, sometimes I stare at the wall, and what? in the back of my mind, I hear my conscience call, telling me I need a girl as sweet as a dove. For the first time in my life, I think I need love. Oh! Shout out to Jerry Ball, his twin brother. Here, doctor like in the building. Oh, you see how he's yeah, I see, yeah. I see hey. doing college back at Morris Brown. Hey. What, what, like what, what Kumo do you say? Loser. Later. <laughs> I had the Terry Clark Kango and everything. Yeah. Oh, damn. I never wear that shit again. Yeah, like, Yo, anyway. And you used to get the plastic and put it underneath to, so, the, so the thing would stay around. Well, we used to no, do like, we used to do uh, newspaper. Newspaper, yeah. Yep, yeah, yep. the Kango. Okay. All right. Anyway, okay. let's get and back to it. We still smash this shit. Oh, damn, no. Let's get down back to our show. Speaking, I mean, just a not a good segue, but speaking of smashing shit. Okay. Right. Yes. So uh, we about to talk more about the cops, and then you brought up this interesting story. Right. About how this white boy. Cops of St. Louis. Yeah. What happened, man? Yeah. So bust it. So uh, two pigs, 
Oh, Luther Hall. Yep. And his uh, white comrade, Detective mm -hmm. Luther Hall. They were undercover to rally for uh, Anthony Lamar Smith, a uh, brother who was uh, shot, murdered five times in St. Louis back in 2017. So what happens is they're out there protesting, videotaping, so on and so forth, and they get uh, approached by uh, three other pigs, mm -hmm. one mate by the name of Dustin Boone, and they decide that they're going to roll up on these cats, and uh, they decide that the white boy, oh, you can go. Oh. But the black cop, who they don't know is an undercover black cop, they start beating the goddamn brown stew chicken out of them. Lips Ooh. roll up, you know what I'm saying? They said uh, one cop, when he got to the precinct, uh, put his pinky finger in the, in, the, in the hole inside of his lip. Damn. So anyway, so he got fucked up really bad or whatever. But wait a minute, what was he doing as he was fucking them up, the white cop? Is the white, the white cop the fuck? The, uh, what was he oh, doing the as he was? The white cop, yeah. Dustin uh, Boone, uh, Boone, he decides that he's going to FaceTime his girlfriend while he's beating this beating this black dude's ass. So he has his phone attached to the joint, his then girlfriend watching my man fuck him up the whole nine. Um, aside from that, uh, uh, there was another case where he slapped up another uh, quote unquote suspect, another uh, black man. Mm -hmm. And he decided that, um, you know, he was gonna text his friends. He said, listen, uh, I just slapped, this uh, cat just got slapped in the mouth by a little white boy, LOL. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He has a history of uh, using racial epithets through his, uh, you know, text messages, so mm -hmm. on and so forth. So, um, uh, so he ends up getting uh, Dustin. Uh, what the fuck is Dustin Boone. Dustin Boone. Mm -hmm. He decides. I mean, excuse me. He gets charged for uh, some type civil, of civil, some rights, civil rights abuse. Yeah. Civil rights abuse, so on and so forth. So um, the other two cops play guilty, and um, you know this dude is facing uh, time right now. Mm -hmm. Now. The ill shit, the question I need to know, I mean, because of the fact that I, I, in, in checking this story out, yeah. I'm thinking about this. I'm like, here it is. You getting your ass whooped by your coworkers. Mm -hmm. That shit is like fucking yeah. uh, giant ear doctor whooping your ass. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying they're your coworkers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. mean, shit sound insane. We together. Yeah. Where the fuck did the white boy cop go? Yeah. When his partner's getting his yeah, ass yeah, whooped. That's gonna say, yo, yeah. yo, this nigga, you know, we we down with y'all. Undercover. Whatever, whatever. Yeah. They beating the shit out of me like, ooh, ooh. that shit sound like a setup. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, if I was uh, uh, Luther, <laughs> Luther Hall, I'd be looking for my white boy partner too. I'm like, yo, look, man. Yeah. Your ass need to get this ass whooped that you? I got. Yo, my man sitting in there. I saw a picture of him. His lip looking like Popeye the Cellar Man and shit like he had a whole bunch of spinach yeah, yeah. packed inside that motherfucker. And you said one cop took his finger and stuck it in his mouth. In the goddamn wow. thing. Just to it, show the gap between where his like bloody lip was up yeah. and stuff like that. So he's had, he's had, uh, he had, had he required immediate surgery. Oof. So he has all kinds of neck damage and everything right now. Um, and he's been testifying against this cat, whatever. But, um, you know, I got to be honest with you. I can't say I feel sorry for him. <laughs> I'm not going to sit there. Man. I'm just showing you what the fuck the police do to yeah. black people. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, oftentimes black cops think that that blue shit overrides the black shit. Mm -hmm. Now, the blue shit does override the black shit when you want them to stand up and protect your white counterparts. Mm -hmm. But when it comes, you, definitely the blue wall of silence. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to their white asses mm -hmm. running up on your black ass, yeah. that blue shit don't matter because they don't see no blue. That's they right. just see mm -hmm. black and blue when they drop the motherfucking FIFA, yeah. Fifth Ward beads on you. And that's kind of like the, the, you know, the hilarious part of it is that this dude is at a protest. At a protest. Undercover, spying mm -hmm. on people who are protesting against police brutality, right. taking names and numbers. You never even know. They might be trying to set some folks up by throwing something yeah, He might have crowd. fucked somebody up himself. Yeah, so you never know what's happening in terms of what these undercover cops are doing. And then he gets pulled out. So, you know, justice served in some weird sense. Yeah. Um, I hope the white boy goes to jail. Yeah. And, you know, 
oh, Luther, you need a new profession. But yeah, speaking, yeah. the reason, one reason why we also led with that story is because now all of a sudden there's this narrative shift. If you read the New York Times over the last couple of days and some other newspapers, there's a big push now to talk about how violence is going up and how the police are demoralized. Um, and so therefore more resources need to go to the police and we need to end all this conversation about defunding the police. There's been several um, editorials and opinion pieces that have been stressing the fact that these cops now feel under siege. Get that, one year later, after George Floyd, these cops feel under siege and we're now supposed to feel sympathy for them, right. even though they've been not only killing our folks, beating our people down, infiltrating um, uh, rallies and demonstrations, um, and their budget during this time period has not been cut. Never. So don't let everybody, anybody uh, believe that their budget has been cut. Some of these cops have left the force, but they're, they've been replaced, right? Sure. And not during the time period in which crime supposedly went down and now it's going up and then it was going down again and going up, the police budgets have continually maintained a steady upward increase. So right. at no point in this history have the police's budget been decreased. And so what this tells you is, is that the police have very little to do with any change in statistical evidence of what crime is and how crime happens. And we don't even know the full reports around what's getting reported. Now, of course, around like some, some of the serious crimes, but the other crimes that are taking place that are at least being docketed as crimes, they may have not been docketed before. Now, what's bananas about that, you hear, you know, this is Biden, of course, pushing this, as you mentioned, you know what I'm saying? He talked about all these, you know, a summer program. He talked about, you know, this whole war on guns and all this bullshit. And it's funny, I was uh, reading a little earlier and Governor Kemp, the racist governor here in mm -hmm. Georgia, he was like, fuck that, here go another bullshit Democrat move. And um, Keisha, Keisha Lance Bottoms, mm -hmm. uh, who uh, will be stepping down, and her, her, her partner, Kasim Reed, uh, her butt buddy will be coming back mm -hmm. and taking mm -hmm. over once again. Um, she, she was like praising Biden, talking about, yeah, this is great for cities like Atlanta, so on and so forth. So for all you motherfuckers that voted for Keisha, for all you motherfuckers that voted for uh, Kamala, mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, or for Biden mm -hmm. because of the fact that you felt they was Democratic or they was black women or whatever the case is and shit. Um, let's see how this shit turns yeah. out. Because you see, they're jumping over each other to race to get to the front of the line That's right. to talk about how now they need to get more funding to the police. And in fact, right here in Atlanta, the city council itself is voting to build a state-of-the-art police training center. They want to cut down forests and build a state-of-the-art training center for the police. Again, in the midst of all of this outrage over police brutality, no changes have happened to the police department. Nothing has happened to punish these cops or to take them out of our communities or to come up with new ways in which to go in and, and deal with uh, things like drug abuse, uh, mental health issues, homelessness. None of that's been on the table to take care of. But yet they can do billions of dollars to create this new train, training center for the police. I want to correct one thing that you said. What did I there say? There has been that? one change. What's that change? Uh, the cop that murdered Rayshard Brooks, he was fired mm -hmm. and then he was rehired. Yep. Well, that's true. So, Welcome to Atlanta. Yeah. <laughs> What's the Hawks game looking like? They got, and that's that. Yeah, they want us to all to be distracted with that stuff. And then and that's what they do, yo. We're going to be back with Renegade Culture with our final segment in a second. No doubt. Hawks versus the Bucks. Yeah. Me no bleach. Don't miss skin. Me no bleach. Me like that browning. Big up. Yeah, don't, don't bleach your skin, man. Hey, I'm, hey. I'm, I'm, I'm stuck from the, the last joint to this right here. <laughs> Let it I'm, go. I'm, 
Love yeah. that was a lot. Gotta go Kalanji. But you it's, know, it's, in, it's a whole lot. There's a great documentary that came out a couple years ago called The Illusionists that talks about the way advertising runs media around the world. And, and there's a section on it about skin bleaching. And they talk about throughout the continent of Africa, particularly throughout uh, uh, India and other parts of, of, of uh, uh, Asia. Uh, this is a global problem. Yo, I don't give a fuck about your thoughts or mishapness. I'm for Trenton, New Jersey. Things happen. Yeah. Whoa, let it go, coach. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? That was the first, that was the worst uh, big pun. <laughs> That's bad <laughs> joke. That I know it's bad joke. So you mean big uh, pun. Don't be racist. That's Speaking right. of being it racist. Was, wait it, a minute, but Fat Joe, he, I seen him in his damn, uh, on his, this uh, video joint. He was at some party. Nigga had to paint it on beard and shit. Yo. Oh, yeah. Nigga like somebody spray painted his face and shit. You remember, remember yeah, like on cartoons, and yeah. had the bad guys with the fake rough but don't, don't beard and shit. Fucking step on my segue. I was I'm like, sorry, brother. Speaking of racist, yes. y'all confused Fat <laughs> Joe and and oh, excuse me, Lin Manuel Miranda. Okay. Right? okay, he has a new film out uh, in the Heights where he's talking about the history of Washington Heights and Latino culture, Dominican culture, Puerto Rican culture, but mainly Dominican culture. Fuck Lin-Manuel. Oh, well, that's what we're going to get to, That's right? around your way, ain't it? You that's, know, you know I was in Brooklyn. Okay. You know what I'm okay. saying? But that was a little, you know, that's a little Shout ride up there. Heights. I used to go yeah, up there a lot, you know what I'm saying? I was in Crown Heights, oh, Bed-Stuy, son. Okay. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Crown Heights, Bed-Stuy area, you know mm. what I'm saying? Washington Heights, a little uptown. I thought you were from Canarsie. Nah, fuck you, nigga. I'm never going to lie to Canarsie, you know what I'm saying? Brooklyn. (laughs) But that was that was the heart of Dominican Latino culture um, was Washington Heights during that time Mm -hmm. period, 70s, 80s, 90s and all that kind of shit. Okay. but apparently my man uh, Lin-Manuel has done a a story about it, but he seemed to forgot to bring in dark skin and or African Latinos. And so he's got he caught a lot of stuff, some of it from our girl Rosa and some other folks who are calling him out rightfully because he's done a whole a whole movie which got celebrated. You know, the critics didn't give a damn at first, the regular white critics. They're like, oh, that's just culture, right? But folks started pointing out, like, how can you do a story about Washington Heights and not have not have any black folks in there, black Latinos in there, or African so, Latinos? So Immortal Technique was right for throwing them in the trash can? I definitely, man, definitely. Yeah, because I heard back in the day they went to school together. Oh, word? Yeah, he went to school with them. Um, uh, one of our homies, uh, uh, ex-wife went to school with uh, Immortal Technique mm-hmm. and, uh, and, uh, and Lynn as well. But uh, they said that uh, Immortal Technique slammed him in the trash can. That's what Lynn Manuel said. Oh. So shout out to Immortal Technique for slamming this dumbass into the... For getting uh, it right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. then your man came out after all the negative press. He uh-huh. came out and then offered this sort of weak apology around, you know, sometimes we try, we don't get it right, I'm learning my lessons. But I'm like, how so can you... said there was no dark skin. There might have been one background ca- uh, character in the whole movie, but other than that, everybody was a light-skinned and or white-skinned Latino, mm-hmm. which is if anybody's been to Washington Heights, and I have, because I'm from New York, from Brooklyn. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Fuck right. you. Um, then they realize that that's just not how the culture rolls, that's not who the people are, that's not who you see up there, but he totally whitewashed it for Hollywood. Mm. And what channel is this on? It's a movie, nigga. What are you talking about? What channel? <laughs> <laughs> So I, was like, I, was I mean, they like, 
yeah. fucking BT had to show his channel, nigga. Yo, but they've been doing that whole caste system for, I mean, with the Indians, where they got called them sand niggas and different things like that, where at Dominican Republic and Haiti, where they got the whole beef of light skin. This is crazy how they still. Hey, well, that cast. shit been, that's age old, and that's, yeah. that's part of white supremacy as a whole and shit. You know what I'm saying? Where folks want to divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. It's like you said, in India, you got. Uh, Northern India and southern Southern India, where the darker Indians are yeah, recognized as poor, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, and and even with them, you know, what I'm saying you have revolutionaries, the Dravidians, mm -hmm. the Dravidians were dark-skinned Indians over in India. Um, they also had a Black Panther Party over there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that that's that's just a part of uh, racism yeah. and quote-unquote global white supremacy. It's mm -hmm. like what we talked about uh, on the Remix Morning Show with the whole skin bleaching and all that yeah, type yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Folks are always interested in becoming lighter. And that, unfortunately, that's like a disease and shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. And then, you know, for, for Living My World, this is like strike two because Hamilton, again, something that was celebrated all around the world. Obviously, it broke a lot of records on Broadway. Um, but the fact that he didn't deal with the fact that this white slave owner was somehow getting celebrated as, uh, you know, a founding father and someone who we should respect. There's a lot of critique and criticism. So as this guy sort of scales the upper echelon of Hollywood, he's doing it in that old fashioned way where, you know, he promotes certain groups or certain people and other folks he doesn't report on at all. And it matters because he's one of the few Latinos in the position for hiring and firing um, and for casting. And so I think a lot of folks have now started to try to push back on this dude and whether or not, you know, I mean, they got theirs, we got, we got folks in our community who do that same thing as we've spoken about, whether or not they cast, like, you know, always like light-skinned black women um, as the heroes. I remember the, the Netflix movie, um, it was um, a five or six part series and it was supposed to be doing the, the history of hip hop, right. um, but it focused in on a lighter skinned character on that one too. And so all these stories are getting told, but they're not getting told from the perspective of the folks who really started this stuff and got it done. You talking about the get down? Yeah, 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 yeah. And there's other, obviously the Latinos participated, were a part of oh, the original hip hop culture, yeah. but when you make the central character, the love story between the lightest skinned, uh, whether he was Latino, just light-skinned black, and then his girlfriend who was also light-skinned, mm -hmm. then you're telling a certain perspective around who made this culture or who should be viewed in terms of like the history of this culture. And everybody else in some ways were like side pieces to this dominant narrative. And again, Hollywood continues to tell that story the way they want to tell it as opposed to the way it really happened. I mean, the roots of white supremacy run so fucking deep. You know what I'm saying? It runs so deep that uh, I mean, just think about the fact that here we are, those of us who, who consider ourselves African people, you know what I'm saying, or indigenous people. The fact that, um, that if our ancestors could look down the barrel of time and, and see how we are now, you know what I mean? The fact that we've been so brainwashed, whitewashed, and deluded mentally and spiritually that you would want to change your complexion, that you would want to change the, your, 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 your hair and your texture and so on and so forth. And I'm not knocking anybody, you know what I'm saying? You know, if that's your to, you know, bubble your ting, man, do what you do. But at the same time, man, it's like, yo, it, it's, it's, it's a serious sickness. So here we are, we're fighting white supremacy and capitalism on such a monumental uh, magnitude. It's just so incredible. I see why some of you folks aren't trying to fight. I see why some of you folks don't want to get involved in our people's liberation movement. And I also see why some of you want to dance on the line and want to try to, you know, 
get along with everybody. But that shit's not going to win. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And eventually, you're going to have to decide, as we always say, what side of the barricade you're on. Because of the fact that if you don't, you're going to end up on the wrong side of history. You know what I'm saying? You can't, what, what KRS-One said, you can't play both, play both sides of the fence. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? He said 1999, shit was getting dense. Hey, I mean, tense, it, it, that's where we are right now. Yeah, now I, it's amazing it. when people, and they, they view this stuff and they try to act like, oh, it's just an accident of history or that's just how no, I remember things. It's like, you got to understand that like, we're deep into this white supremacist culture. And so if you don't do something actively to fight against it, sure. how can you look around a whole cast? Like, you know, he's, he's directing this movie, producing this movie. How are you going to look at around a whole cast and not notice that you somehow left out a centerpiece of what that culture was during that time period in Washington Heights? Like, you just have to have some kind of blind spot. And again, that's white supremacy that's being brought up in this society where you don't think twice about what it is that you're representing on screen and you walk away thinking you've done a great job and this is just normal. Yeah. And other folks got to point out to you, Step uh, back like you, you notice this ain't, yeah, just like you notice, and if you look at any pictures of Washington Heights, mm. yeah. uh, that it's centered around black folks. I mean, come on, Black man. Latinos, yeah. you know what I'm saying? But you know, what's crazy as well, man, is the fact that, you know, we grew up in a tri-state area, you know what I mean? So you grew up around uh, mainly blacks and Puerto Ricans and Dominicans and Haitians, Jamaicans, so on and so yeah, forth. Yeah. Um, you know, so we're used to the the whole the different shades. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Um, I have to. I get into it with folks sometimes about, uh, you know, well the Latinos, you know, they're they're white and all this type mm -hmm. shit and so on and so forth. You know, you don't know the culture. Yeah, you yeah. couldn't have possibly been around. You couldn't have possibly understood the connection between the the Africans and the Taínos. You know what I'm saying? And the fact that the, the Spanish colonizers, you know what I'm saying, just like the Portuguese colonizers, just like the English colonizers. You know, one way to know who the colon, who colonized your particular uh, uh, tribe or community or whatever would be to um, just just listen and, 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 and hear the language that's being mm -hmm. spoken. Mm -hmm. Whatever language you speak, that's the language of your oppressor. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Especially if that's your quote-unquote first language. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The language of your oppressor and, you know, the colonization, which we're really talking about is historical rape, right? Obviously, there's like love relationships present day. True indeed. But a lot of the color differentiation is based on the historical rape of Africans through the diaspora, which has brought the many different shades of who we are today. Um, and again, for this dude to not even see that is crazy. So, you know what? We got a special guest when we come back on Renegade Culture. No we'll have doubt. our special musical guest. We got my man Question in the building. Question is oh. coming through. And, and one thing that, that I love about Question is um, I'm going to let the cat out the bag. Yeah. No, I'm, 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 you want to keep it? Keep I'm, it, keep I'm, it, I'm keep it, 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 yeah. it to myself. You'll see for yourself. But Question is a, a dope MC. Yeah. He's a dope artist. You know what I'm saying? He's a young man who. Um, I, I really believe that uh, he's going to be a success mm -hmm. uh, in this particular, uh, in, in the hip-hop culture, hip-hop yeah, genre. Yeah. Young so, cat, new, you know, and, you, and again, there's going to be something different about him. So y'all going to check that out next on Renegade Culture. Bye. Bam.
Time to renegade coaches in the building. You know what I'm saying? We had another great show, you know what I'm saying? All Dynamite right. show. All right. And Dynamite. now. Hey, man, listen, man. I had to go, go all the way to East Point. True that, true. Pull up on one of my people's them. All right, all right. I said, yo, my man. He said, huh? I said, what in the fuck are you doing tonight? Uh-oh. He said, man, that's a serious question. Oh, damn. I said, man, what's your name? He Ooh. said, question. Duh. Duh. Got my man questioning the building tonight. Question. Question. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? What's good? Right. Question. What's good, my man. This, this segment sponsored by water. Oh, oh segment oh. sponsored by water. Okay. Question. Agua. All <laughs> right. Question yeah. is a young, up-and-coming hip-hop artist, yo, right? Yo, yo. Yes, oh. sir. And producer. And producer. Don't sleep. And producer. And where you from, Question? East Point. Best thing out the point since Outcast. No cap. Oh! Damn! Throw them E's up. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not for the ear, And if y'all haven't point. noticed, Question is without sight. No, nah, yep. I don't uh -huh. think they noticed that, but just in case. <laughs> so how difficult is it to be a rapper and not be able to see and stuff like that? Um, It don't got nothing to do with my rapping because mm -hmm. I just put the time in the music. I'm going to do it into the craft. So I just focus in, like... I don't know. Music is for the ears, bro. Mm. Like, so it don't really make a difference to rapping. So what about the producing? Same there, cause mm. music is for the ears. So mm. honestly, like, at times I feel like I'd be a little bit more honed in because, mm. like, y you get so distracted, your brain only taking so much information. So, like, if you're not looking at a lot of things with your eyes, staring at people walking by, notifications and things like that, whatever is, you know distracting your brain you could hear a lot more things you got a lot more space in your mind for information so i just pay attention to certain things that people might miss it's not that i have like no daredevil type shit hearing mm -hmm. it's just that i'll be more aware of certain things you know cool. no doubt and, and your, your rhyme skills is taking you to places that a lot of motherfuckers ain't go to you mm -hmm. know what respect, I'm respect heard it's a documentary coming out what's mm -hmm. that usa today's putting something out yeah i mean usa today that's amazing because you can go fuck with usa today but if they <laughs> fucking with you it might be some old other shit so tell us about that right there yeah it's hard it's crazy because the documentary actually started off of my producing i got a chance to go to canada they got the platform out there called um battle of the beat makers the world beat battle with okay. um my man cliff and them and my manager, OG David Jackson, he got me like linked in with them. And so um, me and Moms, who really been grinding with me from Jump Jump, you know what I'm saying? We went out there and we really been grinding for a long time. I did like 20 beat battles here, like just kind of leveling up, honing my craft. So then once the documentary started, there was covering, covering beat battles, kind of putting people onto that culture. But I started rapping like in the public. I started showing people my music. Mm. I started like, vibing you know what i'm saying just like people was fucking with it so they started connecting with me more on the artistry and it just made sense because i was already producing some of my own music so they was like we finna do a project on you and the documentary evolved from there so that that shit is amazing man it's um, raw, bro. when you talk about you know emceeing producing and all that how did you get started and and how old were you when you, when you got started man because of the fact that, that i mean you talking about some amazing shit. You talk about a documentary and everything. I know you, you mentioned that you got some uh, some paperwork on the table, but you're doing some real big things. And you know, you're doing better than a lot of these cats we came through here been rhyming for 115 years. You get some cats appreciate come through you, here, bro. man, you know. No, I appreciate it, man. It's definitely a lot of people hustling in the city. And I encourage everybody who's doing it, man, just like stick to it and find your niche. Like. You could do a whole lot of different type of music and still make it, but you got to find a way to grind and network and get in them right rooms. Honestly, I started, bro, like from birth, like I was doing it for so long. Like that's the thing, the 10,000 hour rule is true. 
Like, if you put time into it, you could get better at anything. You might not ever be the best, but, like, perfection damn near don't exist. So just, like, keep hustling, man. Put the time in. I, I started freestyling at 5. I started making beats at 11. So, like, I've been grinding. You know what I'm saying? So who are some of your influences? Who, 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 whose music do you try to uh, not emulate, but who, who gives, gives you some guidance? Nah, for sure. Everybody emulates um at first i'm gonna just straight up say that bro if you say that you ain't never emulated nobody and you made it to a certain position you cap bro like <laughs> everybody goes through a time where you want to be like somebody you want to idolize somebody because that's how you start realizing that you could do this shit. it's like damn bro i want to be where tupac at i want to be where dre at i want to be where like help people that see like i'm a, I'm a true student like yeah. i love hip-hop i'm ahead bro so i was born in the 90s i listened to like cube common roots Immortal, Biggie, Pot, Nas, like anybody you can, not anybody, I ain't gonna lie, but that, like, <laughs> a lot of people, you know what I'm saying? But then I'd be listening to like Miles Davis, Lester Young, mm. um, Rush, like Skrillex, Daft Punk, like I'd be everywhere, bro. And then like I fought with the new niggas too, like Playboy Cardi, Lil Uzi, Juice World, rest in peace to Goat, rest in peace X, you know what I'm saying? Tupac, my favorite rapper though, so mm. I gotta give it up. Not Biggie? Nah, but Biggie. Nah, but hey, but say this shit with authority. Come out, come because, out, favorite rapper. When I say, because when I say something, I say for fact. Like Pac, my favorite rapper. I mm. thought about it on my head, so I took the time. But Biggie got a, like, it's crazy. Cause I tell people low key, like, I'm really inspired by Biggie in crazy ways. Like his cadence and shit. Like sure. the way his delivery. Like he's a better lyricist than Pac. Of course. Of but Pac got a crazy wide influence and versatility and respect and, and charisma and content and confidence. So it's like, it's differences, but mm -hmm. you can give different points to different people. Yeah, so yeah, yeah Pac my favorite, but Biggie what, in my top five. What well, question, you know um, that uh, Kamal's favorite is Cardi B. What do you think about that? What Cardi mean? making money. Ha! Huh? <laughs> making moves. So, so about like Kamal. She hustling. Exactly. Kamal be stripping like her. But let me ask you this, you said your top five. I'm interested because in fact, that you mentioned groups like Rush, Lester Young, you know what I'm saying, I Miles. I mean, let me let me hear your top five, man. In music, ever? Yeah, ever. I don't. could never, bro. It's like, it changes. I can tell you right now. Yeah, just for now. Don't be telling me about when you was born. Man, shit right there. <laughs> top five music ever. That's like so hard because there's not even five top music genres. Like, okay. how do you do that? Like, All right, one, one out of uh, jazz. One of your favorites probably out of Probably Oscar Peterson. Okay. Oscar Peterson okay. is cold, man. The whole Oscar Peterson trio movement is just like, that's an amazing sound. One out of hip hop. Honestly, Eminem. Like, ain't nobody touching his <laughs> lyrics. I, I, I was with you, man. You got I'll, sit here, I'll sit here and go, who? Who? You talking Eminem like the candies or? <laughs> I want to ask a question, uh -huh. and I'm finna go through anybody who answered this question. Uh -huh. okay. Who is gonna battle Eminem and win? Nobody. It, who gonna uh, battle? It ain't, it ain't about battle. Karis won. Hov. Black Thought. Karis won. Okay, hold up. Let's, let's, go, let's, go, let's go through these choices. Anything. anything. Black let's go through thought. these choices. Black first, Thought. First I, said, first, I heard KRS won, and we're gonna start there. Much respect to the legend. Big up. Big up. Big up. Such an inspiration. Such a historian. But I don't know if he got the flows of the mid 90s, 2000s, 2010s, and now to keep up like M been doing, M been studying. He got KRS one in him. Thought he still be going. Yeah. Thought yeah. be freestyling, bro. Right. That would be a crazy battle. I don't yeah. MB freestyling too. But I've never heard Thought rap like Tech Nine on that fast worldwide chopper shit. Eminem right. do that all day. Question. Question. Here's the question. 
Did you hear the 10 minute Black Thought joint that he did on Funk Flex? Mm-hmm. Answer it. He be busting, bro. Question. Stop playing. <laughs> no, hey, it'll you be a are battle. man. It'll be a battle, bro. I mean, I picked you up in the hoop the other day. <laughs> in the hoop ride. But now I'm going to have to let, let your mama just drop you off. But, but now now he's showing his age. He's showing his age. I can't believe you say love him. You love him. Now, that, normally, bro. what I usually do, hey. I just walk out the room and cast be like, where you at? Oh, I'm on I 20. Right now. <laughs> I don't even live on I 20. Exactly. It was them. Lord of mercy. We're going to let yeah. you get away with that. We're going to go to our bowl question. Yes. So what happens here is there's a, you, you, you can't see this bowl. You're lucky for that yeah, because you, this bowl lucky. Don't worry about is it. like the worst bowl ever. It, it comes shit. from, from oh, my man's family man. house. I don't know. Like, I think his cat used to look out of this bowl or whatever like that. <laughs> Toilet bowl. Mm. But so in here is like a thousand questions. Cool. I'm going to have you reach in here cool. and pick out a question. Cool. There's a whole bunch of questions in there. Awesome. Just don't, feel don't like too much. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Keep it going. Choose this word. Um, and then we're going to read off the question. Uh, Who would you let write music for you? Mm. So in other words, you know, what artists would you let write for you? Mm-hmm. Don't say Eminem, you got to uh, write to me. I mean, like strike two. Already, I could. So. Just to fuck with y'all. <laughs> <laughs> mm. Honestly, probably uh, my man Hetty One. I got to shout out the UK drill scene. Um, I really been tapping into drill music. I've been doing a lot with drill right now. Honestly, I'm holding down drill for the South region. region. Big up Pop Smoke, big up um, CJ, okay. big up Fabio Foreign, you know true, what I'm saying? True. Everybody from the East Coast, but y'all name me as somebody out the South that's holding it down for drill. Mm. His name is Question. So, check him out. Check him out. Shout out to right um, you know what I'm saying? Guys like Getz, guys like Hetty One, Skepta, I would definitely right. fuck with Hetty on the tune. You know what I'm okay. Saying? Right. okay. I, like, I like this cat question, boy. Yeah, 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 Might yeah. be one of my sons and whatnot. Yeah. Yeah. Talking that shit. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? He's like, there is no question. Minus the Eminem shit. You know so we're going to do something yeah. special tonight, right? And so instead of um, cutting and letting my man do his song, what he said is that he wants us to throw out some words. Yes. And okay. then he's going to start um, rocking on it, right? Yes, yes. All right. You want that beat or you want to? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Right. You're checking out. Fruit. Renegade culture. Hey, we got so many goddamn shows. I'm about to say, <laughs> you're checking out the this, the that. But we at Renegade Culture tonight. We live and direct with my man Question. Yo. He about to bust him down. Yes. Let's Bring go, that beat. Question. Bring that beat. Let's go. Hit Drop. it, Question. Yeah. Renegade shit, y'all know what the fuck going on. We finna jump right into this. Okay, I'm coming and I'm busting. These people mad at me cause I'm looking and I'm cushing. They love what I'm coming with and they see us crushing. We waking and baking, they know they can't stop the puffing. We keep the Mary Jane on us. I give a fuck about what they hating, no complaining. I wake up and I'm trying to stack up all these payments. I'm blazing off and I'm hitting the space station. Now watch me change it, they want me rearrange it. Throw words at me as I come in one take this. Freestyling off off the top of the brain, it's easy. Can't nobody change it. Cooling and I'm kicking and I'm straight maintaining revolution and relaxing and moving this revolution they love the way i do it i hit them with this pollution like poison can you hear my voices i've been manifesting all my dreams from my choices renegade. young stoner kid on this renegade podcast and i'm finna blast and i got a lot of hash they told me to stop kicking it but i keep coming leveling up my business getting all these digits in at intellect. least six figures bitch with this intellect as i interject let me come in with some different shit as i get respect 
Pause for a second just to catch my breath. Represent for East Point to my fucking death. Pornhub. Yo, I'm not on no Pornhub. I'm in the fucking club with a fucking dub. You can throw anything at me and I'm finna catch it. And I'm finna bat it. So I'm just straight relaxing. Maxing and stacking my rackies up to the ceiling. I'm chilling. Getting a milli, a billy, and then a trillion. Black Thought. So kid this bag for my children. Shout out Black Thought. I know the way that he kills it. Eminem one of the ghosts when it comes to these lyrics. I can keep going, I got more, or I can stop. It's up to y'all. Oh! Oh! Hey, I, I, I like What's your uh, social media? Yeah, man, y'all make sure y'all follow the kid, man. At question ATL everywhere, man. Question on Facebook, question ATL, Instagram, and Twitter, man. Fuck with me. Boom! Right. Question, yo, Renegade Culture, we out of here! Blackout!